Pop Punk and Pizza podcast is presented by Pop Punk Takeout, which is a monthly subscription service that delivers merch from pop punk artists from all over the world directly to your door in a takeout box. You can learn more and sign up today at poppunktakeout.com. Also follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Pop Punk Takeout. I'm going out, I gotta go, I'll bang a ring on the radio, so turn it up, I'm telling you, I think I'm ready for something new. Hey, hello, it's nice to meet ya, hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. Hey, hello, it's nice to meet ya, hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. You're listening to Pop Punk and Pizza with Jacques Lamour. Hello and welcome to Pop Punk and Pizza. I'm, of course, Jacques Lamour, your host. Forever grateful that you downloaded this podcast. And if this is your first time, an extra welcome. I'm really glad uh, that you're giving it a shot, and I hope you like what you hear. Um, and, uh, you know, it's been five years already since uh, Pop Punk and Pizza has launched. And uh, to celebrate five years, we had a special T-shirt uh, created by my good friend Dev Parker from an awesome band called Till Morning. Uh, he's designed stuff for uh, bands like Less Than Jake and so many others. Um, and uh, we he came up with uh, a Chinese lucky cat uh, eating pizza for us just because we've been so lucky uh, these last five years. And I absolutely love this cat. Like, I really want to be this cat. He's holding pizza. He's uh, got the box open. He's got his, his other paw on uh, the rest of the pizza. And uh, so that's uh, one of the ways we're, we're celebrating five years being a podcast. So if you want to get the Chinese lucky uh, pizza cat is what I call it, uh, you can go to Pop Punk Pizza pod.com and uh, snag uh, snag your shirt today. So got a super uh, duper loaded show. I can't believe I just said super duper. Um, just got a, a super <laughs> lineup for you on this show. We always do. Uh, and it's, it's loaded with ska punk today. Uh, we are going to be welcomed by the legendary uh, Dave or David McWayne of Big D and the Kids Table uh, coming up in just a little bit. We're going to talk about uh, Big D's new record, which is dropping next month in October uh, called Do Your Art. Um, and uh, But before Dave comes on, I had to do a pre-recorded interview with Dave uh, just because our schedules didn't align. So it won't exactly be live for the live stream, but it still happened and it was still a lot of fun. Uh, before we welcome Dave onto the podcast, I would like to welcome from a new uh, ska punk music project is Matt Sullivan from a band called uh, Title Holder. Welcome, Matt. Whoops. <laughs> I'm already messing up. I keep hitting wrong buttons. There we go. Uh, how's Matt? How's Matt doing? Matt's doing great, Chuck Lamore. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing fantastic now that you're here. So much for having me on this wonderful podcast. Also, congratulations on five years. That is so friggin' cool. Thank you. Yeah, it's so weird to think it's it's been five years already. <laughs> it's. 
the day long, but the years are short. Yeah, that's, that's so that's so true, man. I, I keep like thinking back. I, I, I was like scrolling through episodes the other day and I'm like, wow, some of these bands don't even exist anymore. <laughs> you know, and it's like, man, like it and it just seems so long ago. But, you know, here we are. And I'm glad you're part of, uh, you know, part of the five years, Matt. I so. am honored and also honored to be on the Dave McQueen Big D and the Kids Table episode. This couldn't have been cooler. Yeah, I, I agree. It worked out well. We were talking about this before uh, before we hit the live stream, how it just the, the scheduling just worked out beautifully to have, you know, two uh, Scott Punk artists on the same show, especially considering title holder is, is brand new. And and Big D has obviously been around for quite a long time now and, and garnered quite a name for themselves in the Scott Punk community. So hopefully, it you know, it helps title holder out a little bit. Um, now I'm still trying to, you know, accept my friend requests, but maybe he will after this. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I, I sent him a Facebook friend request as well. I'm not sure if he accepted it, but you can like follow him. Even he if- actually did. he did accept it the other uh, the other day, and when I posted that I was doing this interview, I saw the pop up that he liked it, and I was like texting my girlfriend like he liked it, he liked it, he liked it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, so so let's talk about let's get into title holder. How did that come into play? Is it from because from like that first email you sent me back in? I think it was June. I was under the impression that. It was just you, and now do you have an actual band around you, or what's how did it start, and what's the current status? Yeah, so last year, pandemic hits, and I lose my job, and I kind of was going through this like soul-searching, like trying to figure out what the next move was going to be. I had been a part of a couple bands in the past, but for about a year, everybody was in limbo, nothing was happening, and everybody that I was in, situated with was figuring out what they were going to do. Um, and so I kind of had this moment where I was like, you know what? I, for 20 years almost have always wanted to be in a ska band. I'm not going to sit around anymore. I'm just going to do it. So it's like April, 2020. And I just started kind of demoing out some stuff in my, my little home studio that I have here. And, you know, just, you know, I'm, I'm listening to old boss tones record records. I'm listening to old big D records and I'm kind of grabbing inspiration from what I was listening to back in high school. And I started writing a couple songs and lo and behold, it's the first episode of Krista makes a podcast on last June. And at the very end of it, he says, hey, uh, you know, I'm open to submissions. If anybody wants some help in pr- uh, producing some songs, give me a shout. Let me know. Here's my email. So I sent him a song and he hit me back and he said, let's work together. This is cool. And that started snowballing the entire project immediately. What was kind of just going to be a I'll write a couple ska songs. I said, oh, my God, he emailed me back. Uh, all right. I got to take this a little more seriously. Um so I got to work. We started doing Zoom calls every other week. We would hop on. He would listen to my song, critique it, you know, tell me, hey, this line is really cool. Hey, you should add a pre-course here. Check this out. And, and every single song he would kind of produce and, and help me with the arrangement. Um, you know, fast forward to February of 2021, we finished seven songs and 
now it's time to go to the studio. Um, I had been working with Nick Brzee's of Man Overboard, who is currently at a studio in South Jersey called the Gradwell House. And I hit him up and I said, hey, I'm ready to, to do all these songs. Can you help me out and, you know, record this record for me, mix it. And, and he goes, I'll do you one better. Can I play drums for you on it? And I went, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, can you? Oh, sure, sure. Um, no, sorry, Nick. I'm not. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't No, 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 thanks. Yeah. I don't want, I don't want your name on my, uh, you know, on my in part of my recording. Yeah. So he, uh, you know, we started the, the last week of February, we went in for eight days or seven or eight days and we hashed out all the songs. Um, and he was the one that, you know, I said, you know, I've got all these ska songs, Nick, you know, any horn players. And so Nick was like, yeah, I know a few. Um, he calls up Matt Stewart from Streetlight Manifesto. He calls up Dave Heck from Aaron West in the Roaring Twenties. Um, he's also in a phenomenal punk band called The Bad Ups. Um, and he calls up John James Ryan from Keep Flying. And he says, hey, my buddy Matt is real good people. He's got some cool songs. Would you guys want to like play on these? Sends them the songs. They all signed on to do just the recording session. So we all meet, you know, I, I had known John from previous bands, but we never, you know, besides going, Hey dude, how you doing? We didn't really ever like hang out much. Um, they all, they came in, we spent the entire last day of the, of the studio sessions, just everybody blasting their horns, you know, taking lots of footage. I've got a great behind the scenes uh, video that I'm going to release in a couple of weeks as kind of like a little surprise. Um, but it was just super cool. And at the end of the session, um, I know, I know Matt's super busy with streetlight, but Dave and John both said, like, we love this. Like we're in when you need players, like you don't have to hire us, just call us and we'll be there. And I was just like, yes, yes. <laughs> Dude. Wow. Yeah. So, so, um, you know, I'm trying to not ramble, but no, 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 no. You're not rambling at all. You're telling your story. I'm, I'm very yeah. engaged by it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so it comes time, you know, now that we've got the session done, we're getting everything mastered. Um, we all decided that animal was going to be the first single. So, um, there's a phenomenal videographer and a director. His name's Sean Ageman. Um, he has a company called washed up media and I've been working with him for years on every project as far as a music video is concerned um so we lined up this music video and then i said crap like i don't have like anybody but two horn players in me <laughs> um so i started just reaching out to my social circle people that um that i've been working with in other bands people who i've gone and watched play before um and so a, a, a really talented songwriter his name's dan burke uh i reached out to him and i said hey you know i need a bass player for this video you're an amazing bass player would you play he goes yes i reach out to my longtime friend chase shutter um who's been in every band that i've had since i lived in new york um i asked him hey can you play drums you know i always make you look cool in my videos can you do it he goes <laughs> Um, and then I reached out to my friend, Andrew Nikolai, who, uh, he also has a, an awesome solo project called Anna. Um, and I said, Hey, I need someone to look cool and play guitar. Like be that guy for me. And everybody immediately listened to the song and they were like, we're there for you. You just tell us when to show up. Um, after 
the last 30 days of seeing like all the excitement that this video has gotten and all the support we've been getting. Um, everybody has just like hands down said like, we're your band now. Like when the shows start coming, just tell us where to go. Um, we'll be there. So that's what's happening. There is a band behind it now. Um, I am still trying to find a, uh, a full-time trumpet player. Um, but Matt Stewart, I, I will invite you to, to play with us anytime you're available. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'll, uh, I'll start brushing up on my, uh, my, my trumpet chops. I, I do have my trumpet actually in the other room. So. <laughs> yeah. You haven't even heard me. I haven't played in like, it's probably been like 15 years or 20 years. Age. Some cannot play and it'll still just look cool. <laughs> I can do that. I mean, I could, I guess it's not lip sync. It's Trump trumpet. Trump sync, trumpet horn sync, sync. Horn, horn sync. There we go, horn, horn sync. sync. Yeah, I can, I can yeah. do that. You know, so. tired. <laughs> yes. When we play Chicago, you will be on stage. You can pay me in pizza. I'm gonna be. We're gonna be, uh, be good friends. I will. Yeah. I would like to be paid as well <laughs> awesome awesome um so when when you started working with with chris demanks of less than jake what was the what was the song that you first sent him was it animal no so there is a song called story of my life um and that was the first one i was really going for this like mighty mighty boss tones vibe on the song and in a couple months that one will come out in us have this conversation we'll go oh i hear it now um but i really wanted you know when that chorus hit i really wanted that like the sound of like five dudes screaming something in the background so that's what the chorus is it, it sounds really fun um but yeah that's that song will be out probably january um i'm actually going to the studio in a couple weeks to see nick because my mind is constantly working and I can't stop it. And I was listening to it the other day and I was like, Oh, I need to change something. So I booked a day with Nick. He's like, all right, dude. All right. Yeah. You come on. In. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, when you were, when you first started working with Chris, you showed him that, that particular song, what were some of the things you, you kind of mentioned like the pre-chorus and things like that, but what were the other influences that he had throughout all the songs? Lyrically, I mean, he really brought the best out of me on that, in that aspect. Like, it was really cool because, you know, listening to his podcast, he does a deep dive on all the artists, like, you know, on that one song. And he sits there and he reads the lyrics, like, you know, he reads them back to you as if it's a story. And, it, and it's really entertaining just to hear, just to hear Chris talk lyrics to somebody instead of say, <laughs> sing them. Um, yeah. But, you know was the first time that I had somebody, you know, put my lyrics under a microscope and go like, what are you really talking about here? What is the story that we're trying to convey? And it kind of really put a lot of stuff into perspective for me. And I was like, oh, okay. Like I need to be able to tell a story to someone who has no idea who the hell I am. And so that was a big thing. He helped me um, really trim the fat. That was like his line was like, you know, get, get rid of these throwaway words like, or, you know, just, and, but like tell the story as little words, but as meaningful as you can. Um, and so when we would look at one of my songs, 
that was like my homework for the next week. You know, the arrangement always got done on the first session that we would have together. And then it was, all right, I got to get these lyrics. Cool. Um, and that was kind of our, our, um, that, that was how we did it. And it was, it was super uh, useful for me. I, I think that throughout the months of working with him, I became 10 times the songwriter that I was before it. And I'm super grateful that he was willing to work with me and I can't wait to do more. I, the, the line, what is it? Pot to piss in. Um, I need a cold coffee and a pot to piss in. (laughs) Yeah. For some reason, the, the first time I heard the song animal and I heard that line, I thought, God, that sounds like something Chris would write. And so I guess that's why I was asking to me. I don't know. For some reason, I don't know if it was just because I knew his name had been attached to, you know, he was helping you produce the songs and stuff. But for some reason, I'm like, that sounds like a very Chris DeMake's line, you know, with animal. He um, I mean, he actually really saved my saved my butt on that one because his his big contribution to animal was that chorus, I actually had an F-bomb in it. I, I had, shouldn't have given you, you my effing real name. And he was like, dude, this chorus is catchy. Get rid of the F-bomb. People are going to want to play this. Like, this could get radio placement. This could go somewhere that, you know, you're not thinking about right now. The one thing you should do, get the F-bomb out. And I was like, all right, I, I, I don't need it. I was just trying to be sassy. <laughs> <laughs> Live. I'll do the I'll do the bomb live and really you know mix it up. But I you know after listening back as soon as we recorded the vocals, I like texted him and I was like, "You were so right." <laughs> He's like, "Well, no shit, dude." He's like, "I've been doing this since before you were born." <laughs> Look at my wall of Grammys. But on top of all that stuff, um, one thing that I didn't mention is so. We finished the recording session. You know, I've got Dave Heck. I've got Matt Stewart. I've got John James Ryan. Everything is amazing. It's like four weeks after the sessions. I'm just every day. I'm listening to these songs over and over and over again. And I was like, how cool would it be to have just like some more powerful trombone in like one side of the ear? And I hit up Chris. I said, hey, any chance like Buddy? from less than Jake would be interested or would, does he even have the time? Chris goes, Oh, here's his email. Shoot him a message. So I sent him the songs, asked him if he wanted to at his place record and send the stems back to me. And he was like, yeah, absolutely. So on all these recordings, there's doubled trombone. There's also harmonized trombone. Um, and in the new song that's coming out tonight, there's actually a dueling trombone solo that Dave Heck wrote one part and Buddy Schwab from Less Than Jake wrote the other part. And it's so fun. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm so excited for people to hear it. So let's talk about uh, that song, uh, the new song that's dropping then. Um, I'm so, I apologize. What was the name of the new song again? It was Empty Apartment, right? Got it. You got it. Okay. Yep. So uh, listening to it, it it definitely brought me back to the one empty apartment that I had to leave and move back in with my parents. And so it brought up some memories that were like, man, that was hard, (laughs) you know. 
that one, that one kind of, um, that was another like really good call on Chris's end. So that song was basically two songs when it started the, the whole vibe of it, that whole fun reggae feel and, and kind of, um, you know, the boom, jet, jet, boom, jet, that yeah. whole thing was just the beginning. And the way I originally wrote it, it just like immediately like cut out, like, like, you know, when like a, a the needle of a record player gets pulled off the record and then, it <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. And then it just went into this, like no effects. Do that, do that, do that. And so I send this to Chris and he's like, this is two deaf. This is absolutely two different songs. Both are cool. But this thing you got going on in the beginning, that's a whole vibe. That needs to be a song. Start working on that and call me next week. And I was like, okay, all right, okay, all right. And it literally just like popped out of nowhere. Like the, the, the words for that song came to me while I was like hashing out the guitar parts. Um, and, but, but that was the whole vibe of that particular song was like, let's just, let's think about the imagery of like your last night in that apartment that you just spent so many years in. I was thinking back to, you know, my college years living in Boston and, and, you know, all right, let's, you know what, why don't we just all stay up until the morning and we'll move dead tired and, and hung over and, and load up the vans. And, uh, yeah, I, that, that was basically where that one came from. In it's, it, isn't it incredible when, when you work with, with someone that's been, you know, doing it for so long and they just off the bat, they're like, Oh yeah, you need to do this. And you're like, it's like a why didn't I think of that kind of moment? You know, I, I spent so long in in so many projects, always not always, but thinking I was right. I would like always thinking that like this is the direction it should go. And I just I really like this actually started a couple of years back when I started working with Nick Brzees. I really started listening to her. Right, you know, these guys have experience you know, they've all been part of very successful projects. Maybe it would be a good idea to like throw my ego on the floor and like just listen to what somebody else has to say about yeah. my song. Um, and just through a couple of years of like cultivating that, that mentality of like, I'm not always right. Like, like, you know, taking an outside opinion, also taking the opinion, opinion of somebody who's not like emotionally attached to the song the way I am. You know, because if I had it my way, every song would be five minutes long and would have seven choruses, you know. So, you know, <laughs> um, but, but to, you know, to take that that um, advice from Chris and from Nick and, and just try to really think about how other people are going to listen to this. But still, you know, I'm still doing it for me, but I'm just trying to keep an open mind. Absolutely. What, what were some, some of the other projects you were involved in or some some of the other bands? So I had a band when I first moved to, I moved to New York in 12 Boston. I, I had like a metal band out in Boston. Um, that was very interesting. That band was called Odyssey. When I moved here, I started a band called My Kind of Fire. And that was a fairly successful local project. Like we, we got on some big shows whenever there was a tour that stopped in the city that was kind of in the pop punk vein. Um, we would get an invitation to be an opener. Um, 2018, we were invited uh, by Rishi from the band Eternal Boy out of Pittsburgh. He throws a four chord fest every year. 
Okay. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. He invited us to play that. And that was kind of like a, Oh, I, I made it like my kind of fire is going to be going to be the biggest thing ever. And, uh, <laughs> but um, that, it's funny because that show, the headliner was Bayside anti-flag and less than Jake. Um, and I still have the poster somewhere over there. Um, I haven't put it in a frame yet, but I will someday. Um, but I was in my Come kind on, of fire. It's 2021, man. You got to get it in a frame by now. Maybe when I move out of this small little place, maybe when this apartment's empty and I get a new one. Um, empty apartment uh, version two will yeah, come I out. Finally <laughs> hung up my four chord fest poster. <laughs> <laughs> See, there you go. It's, it's just coming to me right now. Um, yeah. I also like, I played guitar in a band called Legend of You, um, which was kind of an easy core pop punk thing. And that was a lot of fun. Um, did some touring with that band in 2016. Um, but just like little projects that, you know, I'm still close with all of them. I'm still playing music with a lot of those same guys. Ace, my drummer, um, he, he, he was in my drummer in my kind of fire. So we've all kept in touch. There's no bad blood whatsoever with any of them. You know, it's just things have a tendency to run their course and people grow up and go their, uh, go their own directions, you know? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So what else uh, can you tell us about title holder uh, before we play animal? Cause I definitely want uh, to play that and, and people that are watching the live stream or the video version of this later uh, to watch the video. Um, but yeah, where can people find you on social? Um, obviously the, the new single empty apartment, everyone should check out what else. So um, on social, for the most part, all of our handles are title holder music on Twitter. It's title holder band. Um, I have joined TikTok. So <laughs> I do a lot of very interesting content on TikTok. Um, my personal handle is MTS Audio, but follow the title holder one because that would mean a lot more to me um, than, you know, me giving my daily thoughts to teenagers uh, <laughs> i just been so old saying that teenagers the little kids. teenagers <laughs> um a uh, fun fact though so this is something really cool about animal um when we were working out what we wanted the music video to be i had this whole elaborate like I, I was like storyboarding stuff and I, you know, I was going to like walk through a house and talk to the camera and all this stuff. No joke. The night before the video shoot, we watched big D and the kids tables, new video for too much. Huh. And, and wow. yeah. And my girlfriend and I, my girlfriend, Danielle and I are sitting there and we're watching this video and we're both going, this is the coolest shit ever. Like, it's it's so simple but so cool and like you know the the fast camera movements and stuff and so no joke night before the video shoot we're you know everything's packed and in the car videographer is 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 got all his gear i text him i text sean and i'm like this is what i want to do for the video i want to do something that looks like this i want some colors and and he goes i got you bro i'll bring all the color lights and everything like that and so we show up to the the place that we shot and the first thing Sean says to me when he gets out of his car is he's like, I watched the Big D video. We're shooting everything in fisheye. <laughs> and I went, cool. All right. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so, fun fact that ties in this episode even more is that, uh, um, you know, I was I was so enamored with how that video looked. Within 24 hours notice, we 
adjusted everything to not copy it, but to just do our own play on it. That's awesome. Wow. But it's yeah, so strange it. too. It's, it's such a coincidence. Yeah. 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 But uh title holder music um, on all the socials uh, where we're getting ready to set up some shows for early uh, 2022. We're going to let each one of these songs roll out about four to five weeks apart with video content for every single song. Um, and we'll be doing that until February, at which point in February, I have another 14 that I need to let Chris pick apart and destroy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we can't wait to uh, hear those. But in the meantime, we'll just enjoy the singles as they come out. I, I can't wait for you all to hear it because I'm so proud of them. And uh, I think I've really put my life force into this new band and I'm, I'm so stoked. All right. Well, I'm stoked for you, Matt. I really am. Thank you, Jacques Lamore. <laughs> I'm just going to hire you to just say my name on the, even though like Chris DeMakes already says my name and like in the intro song, I just want to have you just say Jacques Lamore. I just love your enthusiasm, the way you say it. It's great. Uh, I'll make a couple sound bites that you can start putting on the iPad to just trigger. <laughs> like, I'll do like a happy one, a sad one. There like we an go. Yeah. Lamore. Yeah. Like you bastard Jacques Lamour. Uh, all right, Matt. Well, this has been so much fun. Let's go ahead uh, and listen and uh, watch Animal. All right. Thank you so much. Yep. You have a, a great rest of the night. You do. Thanks.
title holder with Animal here on Pop Punk and Pizza Podcast. Thank you again to Matt Sullivan for uh, being on the show. It was quite uh, quite a pleasure to talk with him and uh, hear how Animal came about. And honestly, now the chorus of that song, it's going to be stuck in my head for the rest of the night because I remember the, the first couple times I listened to it, it it grabbed me just like that. So thank you so much to Matt. And uh, before we welcome uh, Dave McWain, or I should say it's a it's a pre-recorded conversation I had with Dave uh, earlier today from Big D and the Kids Table, uh, please support our uh, title uh, sponsor, which is Pop Punk Takeout. What they do is they take exclusive merchandise from pop punk artists from all over the world, put it in a pizza takeout box, or they put it in a Chinese food takeout box, and they ship it once a month directly to your door. Uh, they've worked with such bands as MXPX. They've worked with, we've been talking about Krista Manx, a lot of Less Than Jake. They've actually worked with Krista Manx as well. Keep Flying, which another band we've talked about tonight and i know for october uh they're going to be featuring pizza beard party and also what makes sense uh what makes sense has actually been on pop punk and pizza before so uh, if you want to sign up or uh subscribe which you should uh to pop punk takeout go to poppunktakeout.com and you can also follow them on tiktok instagram and facebook at pop punk takeout now without further ado Let's uh, get to my conversation with David McWayne of Big D and the Kids Table. Do you prefer Dave or David? By I like the way? to write. I like to write David, but I, I, it, it doesn't matter. It's just because, like, when you write Dave, I feel like I'm writing like Blaze or like some '80s bad guy name. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, Dave. Hey, here's yeah. this really important email. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's so funny because that's the kind of guy I picture too. And I think it just goes back to my childhood. And I yeah. guess you, you referenced the eighties. So that would be your childhood. Yeah. Um, I, I think of, there were, I think there were two Daves that lived on my street growing up that were neighbors. And of course they were, they were older than me. They were like my parents age you now. Okay. And they were totally those type of guys that you just said, like, just it's Dave, you know, like they're I always like, yeah. yeah, they're always like drinking beer and, yeah. you know, causing some kind of commotion in the neighborhood, yeah. you know, so. The ones that introduce you to all the bad things. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> to a certain degree, yeah. But I, I just think of like just a blue collar dude, yeah. you know, hanging outside his house drinking beer. Now that there's anything wrong with that, I mean, we all have our, you know, all have our things. But um, so I guess, uh, I guess David is <laughs> Dave or David. It's a double edge because it's like Dave's like, yeah. And then David's like, oh, who do you think you are? You know what I mean? It is. It's true. There's no middle. Davy is that a middle ground? Davy. Uh, my mom definitely calls me Davy, and I think like one other person I ever met, and it was like okay. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But if I had started, you know, like, you know, I always think those names are charming. The ones I can't think of other ones because Charlie's different. But you know what I mean? Like <laughs> with the Y, you know. Yeah. So like, maybe if it was like that from the beginning, it would be okay. But I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could always reintroduce yourself at some point as at, with a different name if you really wanted to. Although I suppose that would have been better to do when you released, what was it, one or two years ago, you released like a, a solo Oh, yeah, Cuidado. Release. Yeah. Yeah. 
that, that I, should have been Davy. <laughs> that, that would have been yeah. That would have been the time to do something like Davy. I but, suppose. But you got to add like the good last name, like 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 Davy Brick Smasher, or like Dave, <laughs> Davy um, Bottle Popper. You know, like that. that I that, like, like Dave Bottle Popper. Now you got you got something going there. I like that Davy Bottle, bottle Popper. Pop, I just give it to him. Yeah. I'm. <laughs> what do you call him, bottle popper? Well, give him a bottle. Give him a bottle. And, go find yeah. out. Go, go find it. out. <laughs> uh, well, uh, Dave, David, Davy, it is. <laughs> so I'm just gonna call you every single name, just yeah. to cover the bases. Uh, it's so good to have you on on Pop Punk and Pizza. Thanks for taking a little bit of time out of your day. I know you're a busy guy. Um, so you know. It, B- Big D and the Kids Table, Do Your Art. It's your ninth record, which is really still, I'm still trying to soak that into my brain because I was I was 14 when I had first heard of you guys at Vans Warp Tour. And in fact, I was I was trying to find it before our, our chat here, but I still, uh, to this day, have uh, a, what, do they call them? Do they call them wristbands like the the oh, sports yeah. like sweatbands? Okay. So if you had one of those, would it be safe to say it was 2004 or 5? It was f- 2004. Yeah. I know the years by our merch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that it's it's true. Like if you ever forget, you just got to show someone a piece of merch and like that yeah. can kind of help you give a reference to be like, Definitely. "Oh, Definitely. yeah, that was during the, you know, the yeah. do your art cycle, you know, or whatever." Like you would know. But yeah, it was it was I I think I had just I, I'm I'm almost positive that was the the year that I discovered uh, Big D and the Kids Table, and I still wanted to support you guys, but I didn't have like a ton of money, so I mm-hmm. think I bought one of those, yeah. and also I. I bought one to look cool because I would wear, and I actually still do once in a while, and I'll wear the big uh, big D in the kids' table sweatband is to uh, protect that part of my wrist or my arm, wherever it needs to go, uh, from like getting some type of rash on my guitar. Oh. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like the whole sweat. It's really gross to talk about. but And, and you can do the forehead for this. And the like, forehead, the forehead, yeah. <laughs> well, I have a wristband story. I recently, in, in in lockdown terms, recently meaning like two and a half years ago or two years ago, like if lockdown yeah. didn't happen, it was just the other day. Right, exactly, um, yeah. I was at an Iron Maiden concert and uh, Dave Murray, the guitar player, threw his wristband and I got it. Wow, was it really sweaty? Like, it was okay, it was okay. It, it was just mild, like... yeah temporarily perfectly spritzed by the artist. <laughs> did you like did you like vacuum seal it after that when you went home i like put that? it I, like this isn't my desk I'm, I'm talking to you from but like it's in the the spot you know like that you can always see it mm-hmm. big yeah. deal spot yeah you gotta the, <laughs> yeah you gotta keep it in that that special spot so you can forever yeah. remember it or when you need that that, that ins- little- inspiration there was one day where i had to do something and i was like i'm wearing it (laughs) was it for something big d related yeah it was something like something big d related but like i don't know i think it was to go to the music video to go to the videos maybe like a little nervous about to do the videos you know so i was like 
why don't you get a little Dave Murray on? <laughs> I mean, it, Iron Maiden would definitely give you a, a boost. And, oh, definitely. You know, I, I mean, just the name alone <laughs> is yeah. is enough. It's like <laughs> Iron Maiden, you yeah. know, and that just goes to show uh, that Iron Maiden can be a part of ska punk music. I mean, you know, yeah. <laughs> I'm we, still trying to I'm still trying to figure out how to write and rip off, if you will, can I play with madness, the song into a Scott song, it, it you know, like kind of works. <laughs> Sometimes when I'm kind of done with it, I'm like, good job. And I'm like, but no one needs this. <laughs> but why not? It could be a great uh, B side or like, you know, it, it could have been like the do your art deluxe album that you put out a year from now, you yeah. know? that kind of thing it will I, happen i've it, tried so hard that it won't not happen i you, will rip them off is there any <laughs> it's gonna happen i promise all the it, metalheads are like not another ska band messing up our stuff messing yeah exactly and i feel like the world hasn't actually i feel like the ska community not enough band it, it, either that or i i'm just not uh, knowledgeable enough have heard enough ska covers of metal songs there was there was a Metallica that was put out, which was an all ska bands doing metal songs, which is like blasphemy. But I thought I thought you were gonna t- I thought you were gonna tell me it was all Metallica songs. Oh no, we did Iron Maiden from Iron Maiden, of course. Okay, right. Uh, you have to do that. I guess I I must have missed that one. Yeah, you know, just going back with the, the dates you were saying, I would say that came out at like two thousand three. So yeah. Okay. I could be still wrong though. <laughs> it's it's still wrong. Ska ska bands shouldn't be covering metal bands. Well, it's funny. I find that ska listeners, ska fans, are a lot like metal fans. Like they're devoted. They're positive. You know, like the because like when you go to some shows, some people it's like socializing is a big part of going to the show. You know, absolutely. You know, maybe maybe she'll notice me. <laughs> like metal and ska fans go for the bands. It's, yeah, you know, like they might have a social circle, but they could be alone at the show, and it wouldn't matter. You know, that's I mean? true. There is a lot more of that at metal shows. And yeah, it's like I'm going for the bands. You know what I mean? And it's so funny you say that because ska fans and metal fans just don't like each other but they're <laughs> they're so similar now that you bring it up i don't know why i never thought about that before i think usually what it is is the ska fans like everybody it's just everybody doesn't like the ska fans, <laughs> ska fans are putting it in there you know they're they're open yeah <laughs> yeah and they're also extremely dedicated and so are the the metal fans too although gosh i don't know both genres have the purists though you know i would but you know you're so right um <laughs> but i would say the purists in the ska community are more the traditional ska because they start to get more like jazz cats if you will yes that term and jazz cats can be quite rude and, no pun intended. and i'm sure like i would think big d has probably experienced that over the years because i um i mean well, it's, we have yeah but yeah. it's funny because it's always one of those things where it's like you know it'd be kind of like 
they'd go, I wouldn't wear it. Like this is, this isn't really what they would say, but it's kind of like, they'd be like, I wouldn't wear that. And then, then big D would be kind of be like, yeah, but we don't want to, you know, like we don't want to do what you're doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know? So, yeah. So, so, so oftentimes we're not ska enough for the ska lead, the ska purists, and we're not punk enough for the punk, uh, like, but the, you know, like the rah, rah, rah punks, but, um, but that's fine. Yeah, that it's and that's something I've heard other ska punk bands say as well. I want to say someone from Real Big Fish had said that before, too, you know, that they weren't punk enough for the punk kids. They weren't ska enough for the ska kids. And I would say Big D definitely fits into that category as well, because when I've been asked, like, oh, what does Big D and the uh, kids table sound like? I really can't think of another ska punk band that you sound like yeah you yeah. know yeah um, and, and i and i love that because the last thing i want to do is something over again you know what i mean like now it's my turn to play this song yeah you yeah know? exactly i mean you could i feel like you can definitely tell that big d is is from the east coast but other than that I wouldn't say, oh, they, you know, they kind of sound like Mighty Mighty Boss Tones or, or they sound like Streetlight Manifesto or they mm-hmm. it, like it, it that doesn't, you know, that doesn't well, it's work. Kinda, it's kind of like the Boss Tones thing. Um, you know, they had the ska core thing. Yes. It still does do. I would say like hardcore bands more influenced Big D than punk, but then the, the known crop of punk bands that really inspired most ska punk bands. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but, you know, one good funny thing to say about Real Big Fish, though, is I kind of like m- my journey. Like, if we're talking about, like, haters, in a way, <laughs> I was a little bit back in the day, not a little bit. I, 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 When Real Big Fish came out, you know, like, we were doing Big D, and, you know, I liked the Boston's, and I liked hardcore music. And so then, and I liked the specials, the dark, you know, they're kind of like a dark ska band. Very serious. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like, then you go on to like Suicide Machines. And so I knew all of these things. And then when Real Big Fish came out, I definitely was like, no, like, no, 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 no. What is going on? No, no. Right. But it was, it's just so funny because my journey has, it's, it's just been one of those like lighten up and I've gone on tour with them so much and I get it. And it was, it was that I didn't quite get it at first, but I, I love them and I get, get the music. I get the humor. I get the juxtaposition of everything. Um, but I really love to self-analyze myself with real big fish. Yeah. So, so how does these, the self-analyzing usually go? Well, just that I was, I was being too much too American about it. Like Americans are, Americans really identify themselves so hyper turbo with music. They almost want you to know more what they don't like than what they like. Like, I like the Misfits and I do not like Miley Cyrus. You know what I mean? And you're like, you're like, okay. You're like, all right. I didn't even say anything about Miley Cyrus, but okay. Yeah. And then then going back to what you're saying about the purists, like, it's like, it's just, it's just that song. Simmer down. It's like, simmer down, guys, you know? And it's not until you like leave the States and you start, you know, seeing different festivals all over the world that you see that people are just enjoying music and they're not worried about it. 
You know, I, I guess everyone, you know, a lot of us Americans miss the memo of it's okay to like a lot of music. You know what I, mean? <laughs> I, I think they're slowly, I think they're slowly getting the memo. Hopefully. You know, I, I, I think they are. I could be wrong, but I, I think they're, they're getting there. I feel like the, the, the younger generations are kind of. Yeah. You know, I could what you're saying there. Yeah. yeah. So not so, that yeah. I'm like super old or anything, but you know, I, I still feel like it, it, they're, they're making it, um, to where it's like, Hey, it's okay to like, you know, 50 different genres of music. Yeah. Like that's oh, cool. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah. And in, and in some cultures, like it's, it's with uh country and hip hop, right? They're, they're similar with the fact that like, if you live in an area that's, that likes country, sorry, loves country or area that loves hip hop and you don't, you could almost be like rejected by the society of that city or town. It's absolutely true. Yes. You, you know, like people are just, I do not like Brad. Yeah. He, he does not like the music I like. Yeah. No. Nope. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're like, Oh, he likes rap music. I, I don't like him yeah. at all. Bad guy. You know, like, so I saw there was a little bit of, of that, you know, uh, poor, poor taste in me when I was really young. And then I lightened up by, getting to know people and understanding it. And, and now my life is more enriched. <laughs> Do your art, right? Do your art. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, so yeah, let's, let's talk about, uh, do your art. Cause I know that's why you're here. Um, <laughs> I love, <laughs> I love the title. Um, right. and it, uh, what I like about it is it kind of leaves it to such a, perception that anyone can kind of take it as what they will you know mm -hmm. my 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 take on it is it's just like do whatever it is that you think is art do it yeah and there's so many there's things that we don't think about that really are art forms mm -hmm. but they're not considered to be art they don't because it, it's not music or it's not mm -hmm. painting or it's yeah, not absolutely. filmmaking but really someone who like connects with children that's an yeah there you go yeah. someone who yeah. connects with children that's that really is an art it's an art yeah truly because not everybody can do some that people are born with the skill some people have to learn it some people comes naturally you know what yeah. i mean yeah. yeah so i mean so was that the intention with like do your art and just it you know no one don't care about what what others are saying about it kind of thing or it, it really it really came from me um being saddened by seeing so many of my talented friends have it be like outstanding guitar players outstanding illustrators that like it's like mutant x-men powers like like total like comic book powers or singers slowly kind of hang up their super suit because of the demands of America right now with paying your bills and it's really hard to keep up. And, you know, people don't realize it wasn't always like this. It wasn't always just like constantly trying to keep up and pay your bills. There was a little bit of a, a breath. You could kind of have a little time to yourself. And I've just seen so, so many people hang it up, but it's not just hanging it up. It's hanging up because they think they weren't good enough. Do you know what I mean? I wasn't good enough. And, you know, I'm, I'm not going to get, you know, too into it, but 
you know, there is just a reality of, of, of class inequality, right? And, you know, the, the, the fortunate, the kids, the people with the fortunate parents or connected parents, they're going to get it first. They're just, they're going to get all the breaks first. Um, and that's, that's fine. That's totally fine. I'm not putting them down, but I just want all these other artists that are hanging up their suits thinking they're not good enough realize it's not that you're not good enough. It's just that the deck is stacked and they're going to get, they're going to get it first. Do you know what I mean? But to give up your, your power, your, like the beauty in your soul because of that, um, just, I've just seen it. I've just seen it so many times that that's where it came from. It's like, you don't need, you don't need global success. You don't need financial success. You don't need all these prats to tell you you're good. Um, you're good. Do it. Just keep doing it your whole life, you know? So that's what it is. Yeah. I love that. I absolutely love that. And I could not agree more. It really is sad to see people just give it up because they can't, um, they can't get that break or they yeah. can't get into that, that machine of, yep. of what, whatever form of art it is. Mm -hmm. So they just give up and yeah. And of course with, with the way the economy is anymore, mm -hmm. yeah. making men or making ends meet, everything just keeps going up and up and up. Yeah. And the, the, um, uh, the wages aren't aren't going yeah. along with it, you know. I like every single year, my health care goes up. Yeah, and so and it, I'm. My is my wage going up? No. They <laughs> so, say they, they say keep people busy so they can't. They don't have time to stick up for themselves. Yeah, but you know, like other countries, this is a thing that we don't understand. Like other, we have in our constitution to support the progress of arts and science. You know, it's in there. That's why we have copyright law and everything. Yeah. But, but you know, you don't really see it on a day-to-day -day basis. You know, I mean, any any kid leaving high school, going into college, tells their parents they're going to be an artist. Then, you know, that those parents probably, you know, go see their friends and they're like, Beth, I'm so sorry. I, I heard that Robin's going to be an artist. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It's, it's, a, it's a known disappointment, right? And yeah. so that... That's, that's terrible because like we said earlier, music identifies everybody. Like it's the number one thing we be, we, we kind of think about ourselves. What kind of music and art do we like? So even though we're giving people self-awareness and self-purpose, if you will, could be better said, but we don't value those people. But then you go to Canada, right? Other, all these other countries and they put their money where their mouth is. Bands can get their van and tour bus paid for by the government. Really? Like, we want, yeah, we just don't know these things. We always think that like Russia and China, those silly, you know, citizens don't know what it's like out there, but it's not happening to us. And, and so, you know, they're like, yeah, you need a tour bus. Yeah. Just fill out this paperwork and go, go entertain the country. What a <laughs> lovely artist that was. Not here. So, so if Big D never plays the United States again, we'll know why. <laughs> oh yeah, well, especially some people keep saying to me these days, like, "Yo, you excited to get out there and tour?" Well, I'm excited to play shows. Like, I'm I'm excited to be in venues or basements or wherever and and see the listeners and have a good time. But no, I'm not really excited to go tour around Crazy Land. 
Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? Like I, I went on tour um, after 9-11 to Europe and the UK and stuff. Oh, okay. And there was a weird thing in the air, you know, like there was a, like you could tell, like, you know, people would come. I call it fight o'clock. That's about one forty five. Mm, OK. And, uh, you know, like when people like are realizing maybe they, they aren't going to find that special someone. So um, and, you know, people would come up to us and try to start fights and be like, don't you think you deserve it? Don't you think it's your time? But what I'm getting at is there was this aggressive energy and it wasn't that fun. Of, it was culturally interesting, but it wasn't that fun of a tour. Um, but I, you know, with everything going on in the United States over the last four or five years, it's I just, I, I can feel, I can feel that same energy of, of, you know, like, give me a reason you're my enemy before my friend. Um, so no, I'm not really, I'm excited to play shows, but I'm not really excited to cart myself around crazy land. Yeah. And I, I, I would imagine probably at this point, uh, you, if when you are playing shows, you're probably not extensively touring. You're probably doing a lot of like fly in dates, maybe, and things like that. Or no, those would be more like one offs that were one or one offs. Yeah. But, but, um, we, we more, you're right. The days of doing two and a half months across the United States are over, but we would break it up into like two or three weekers, like East Coast, mm-hmm. West Coast, the middle, you know, but. I, I hope I hope everything's I hope everything's kind. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I know. I hope so too. And I'm 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 wishing the best for you. Yeah, and and then so you know, there's that, and then you know, still trying to get out of this pandemic too. And it's just like mm. it's just such a weird time. And that's yeah. really all you can say. Like it's just weird. And yeah. I you I heard some other artists kind of bring up the whole 9-11 reference saying there are some similarities there there's just you know. something in the, there's something in the air it's yeah someone else noticed that yeah yeah i can't just, remember just who the, it was but just this you know like mm-hmm. i mean not to get too into it but the turncoats with the capital riots i mean that's pretty crazy yeah is- yeah i absolutely the the fact that that happened it's like, wow, I thought those days were over. And it's yeah, like, you know. no, I guess not. You, you know, know it's, like, it's like every any, anytime someone says like, excited to go on tour, they should play a little of that footage. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Are you, are you excited to go on tour? <laughs> and well, and then, you know, the, the COVID and, and all yeah. that still being, being a thing, you know. Yeah, we and, just have like Candide and the Black Plague. It's like, you, yeah, we should go back. And interview minstrels during the Black Plague and be like, how's tour going? And they're like, well, I don't know. <laughs> I just borrow the DeLorean from yeah. uh, Marty and, and Doc and, yeah. and see see if we can <laughs> see if we can make that happen. Yeah. Well, I have something to mention. Yes, please. Um, the name of the podcast, the new record has a little connection. Okay. We mentioned pizza three times in the record. Really? One of the tracks is called How About a Pizza. Dude. I know. I mean, it's so, that's awesome. So it's even, it's even more perfect that you're on the Pop Punk and Pizza podcast. Why, why so many, was there a lot of pizza eating during the making of this record? Well, it's, it's like, I like to garden samples, like, you know, as in music and hip hop and rap, they've always done and trip hop and stuff like that. DJ Shadow stuff. but. But also like the Quentin Tarantino, you know, back in 94, when he was explaining that he likes old B movies and stuff like I was listening. And so I've been watching and 
um, all the old 60s B movies from like Blast Off Girls to Just the Hell of It, She Devils on Wheels. You know, I love it. And so I kind of garden funny quotes from them and put them together for the record. And there's just this one charming, hilarious, two different guys, but this guy who he's the guy who talks to you. Um, when you're at a drive-in waiting in between the movies, you know, like, well, don't forget, we got candy bars inside. And yeah, got- yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. And so he just, I just, I've never, I've never laughed by myself louder than listening to this guy. Like, I really want to meet his family and be like, your grandfather rules. Um, uh, you know, just meet them. I want to meet his Be like, grandchildren. who the heck is that guy? Yeah. Oh, that's, that's Davey. Yeah, yeah, that's Davey. Davey driving? Uh, um, but so he mentions it a couple times and, and, you know, beer is, you know, past the ribbon commercials, which we've always liked. So it would be just kind of like, pizza you know you know we'll have a beer and so i i just it's just fun affirmate not affirmations but like you know just fun things to sprinkle in the record yeah Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome, man. What, what? So what kind of, I mean, you've obviously traveled all over the world. What's some pizza you've had that you still think of to this day? You're like, oh man, that pizza in, you know, Miami was so good. I don't know. It could be from anywhere. I would say the one that I remember the most is Vermelskirchen, Germany, um, which is a small area. Um, the word starts with a W. Um, they just, it was just one of those, you know, gutter punky kind of, um, you know, what is, what is it, uh, you know, squats. And it was just kind of like they made it. And I remember the guy, I remember he had so many different choices. And it, I think it was also a point where we were really hungry. <laughs> so like, I just remember being like when, when the clouds part and the sun flares. Yes. And the, there's the, the spotlight on the. Yeah. I just remember being like, I'm going to eat so much of this. <laughs> and, uh, and then it just said different things on it. You know, just things you don't often find. So I think that was. Do you remember what was on it? Like what kind of toppings? Like there, you you don't want to say uh, kabasa, but it was like or it's, it's about some sort of sausage kabasa was on it. Okay, um, but it, but they catered to everyone. You know, we have vegans and vegetarians, and they just had everything for everyone. It was just a really nice hour. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say that's that's pretty remarkable that they're like, yeah, no problem. Yep, we can do that. You know, oh yeah, because a lot of places it's like I uh, can't, you know, really accommodate that, but you know. And this is another example of the difference between, you know, uh, countries and stuff. You know, when you go to Europe and sometimes, you know, they have just like a system, uh, like in the UK, a system that's like, you know, this is, you know, this is Sven. He's going to take care of you. He's going to bring you over here. But we're not talking like fancy. We're talking like squats. Even if you're dealing with a squat, you know, they're still just hospitable to to the to the max. Mm-hmm. And um and just care, care about you, understand you, like meaning you're tired. Do you have, do you, do you have any clothes you need to wash? You can go here. Oh, your trombone player looks sick. We should probably just take him to our friend's house where he can rest and maybe we'll bring him to hospital later. You know, just like, just, just really good people. <clears throat> yeah. And it seems very uh, simple down to earth yeah. kind, of, kind of vibe, you know, and, and not making just you need something? Okay, let's yeah, let's go there. Let's and then do you go that. To Florida, and and you you play like your last chord. You're like, and I'm like, get the 
fuck out of here. <laughs> you swear? Sorry. <laughs> no, you can swear. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, no, no. Yeah, you're all good. And then disco tech coming in here in 10 minutes. Get that shit <laughs> off. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. You play those venues that have like the late night club shows and you're yeah. like, what? What place is this? Yeah. We're playing punk rock. And the next thing I know in an hour, it's going to be like this. Yeah. Why is the door guy suddenly really mad at me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, get out of here. And you're like, hey, our trombone player is sick. Do you know? I no. Just my butt. <laughs> I don't know anyone, or I I don't know any uh you know places you can take yeah. him. Like not you know. My problem. Yeah, exactly. Not my problem. Just get your shit off my stage. You know. Oh but, man. But to people listening, I have obviously love. I'm I'm saying differences about art, but I obviously love our weather, and I love <laughs> staying here, and I, and I love Florida, and I yeah, <laughs> I've had some lovely swims at night in their ocean. Yeah, absolutely. It's not all bad. I know Florida. Yeah. Florida takes a beating, you know, but it, it's it's all it's all fun and game. Yeah, you know. So, um, but, uh, so, you know, do your art. I know you guys are doing a, like a hometown Halloween show for that. We got that booked before the lockdown. So we got to keep it. Oh, good. (laughs) Thank gosh for that. Is, is it sold out or is there tickets? I just got, I just, it's funny you ask. Like before getting on, I got a, it's almost sold out. Okay. That's yeah. kind of what I was wondering because I thought I saw that tickets were still available, and I'm like, I bet that won't last much longer. So yeah, um, our, I don't know. We've never been. We like Sam. I'm going to a Sam Black Church show and Only Living Witness show this Friday, and you know they're they're one of those bands that you know it's like it's sold out before it's even online. Yeah, yeah. I don't yep. think I'm... we've ever necessarily. I think our fans take their time. They're like, we're gonna go. It's gonna be fine. <laughs> <laughs> and then they might get disappointed, but we're yeah. not like you know you know like. You only got two seconds left. It's over. You didn't get it. Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so uh, we're uh, we're getting close to time here, oh. uh, Dave. Um, so yeah, do your art. Um, it's through. Uh, it's coming out via Side One Dummy. Yep. I know that. Um, where else can people uh, get the? Ra- I, I'm sure there's there's mm-hmm. wax available and all that stuff. Yep. Let's see. October 22nd is when it's going to go on sale and there's going to be vinyl and the packaging for the vinyl is outstanding. I think people are going to be like really, really, really happy about it. I don't see how anyone wouldn't be happy about it. <laughs> right. I, I, yeah, I don't, I absolutely agree. Have, has, have, are the pre-orders up now for that? Uh, yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. And uh, actually this morning, uh, I got the CD um, not the vinyl yet, but I got the CD brought to my house. And so that was quite a Christmas morning. Sweet. There's nothing <laughs> like that, man. Did you did you blast it throughout the whole house? Or Yeah, yes, I did. And yeah. it, it's for some reason you have to play it again once you have it on a physical thing, you know? Yeah. But I, yeah. Usually, I usually carry the CD around with me for about two weeks. <laughs> like, just in case I have another moment to just stare at it. Yeah, right? Yeah, cuz you, you know, you worked on on yeah. th- this and now it's like actually in front of your face, you yeah, know? And it, little posters on the wall right when I got them the stickers and the magnets up. I'm like, it's here. It's real. Yeah, it feels good to live your art as well yeah. as as create it. And there's a whole another process that goes with, you know, living, actually mm-hmm. living it. So, I'm I'm happy that you're able to do that through this 
crazy, you know, time yeah. we're in and that, it, yeah, that you actually get to have like a special, you know, uh, release record release party along with it too. Yeah. It's really nice. All artists know it's really freeing to get ideas for a certain project officially out of your head and it's officially <laughs> into the world. You know, yeah. so you get to kind of like rest that thought and get on to the next one. Yep. Yeah, then it's on to the next thing and you can you can take a breath. You're like, yeah, ah, I feel I so much better. A million years. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, whatever. You know, sometimes it's two, sometimes it's five, sometimes yeah. it's 10, sometimes more. Yeah. Or a lifetime, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anything else about Big D and the Kids Table or, or do your art or uh, anything else you're working on currently? I would just say, um, you know, the record's going to be coming out soon. Um, we're going to be on tour, hopefully, in the spring. Um, the band backs up our backup singers, the Doped Up Dollies, and the Doped Up Dollies are going to have a really amazing single come out this winter called Na 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 Na, N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A, and it's really awesome. I love that. Um, <laughs> and just anyone out there, just remember, you know, if you if you have a certain skill or love, just to, just keep doing it. I mean, that's the secret. Um, make sure you're happy. Make sure in this crazy life, you're putting time aside to do the things somehow that you love. And you don't need money and you don't need other people's approval for it to be good. And just yeah. keep doing it. Yeah. Follow, follow your passion is mm -hmm. what I say, you know, and that's that's always the best way to go. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's the only, I mean, you know, nobody, nobody died going, I'm really glad I quit my art. <laughs> it's, you know? it's always the exact opposite. It's like, oh, I should have never stopped yeah. Yeah. doing that one thing. I loved yeah. it so much, but then I gave it up and it's, yeah, you're, it, it's always no. Yeah. No one says that. Never been on a headstone. No, ev no, never. And I don't think it ever will be, you know? So I'm really glad I just did data entry and I gave up painting. Right? Like, oh, I'm so, so glad I be, uh, came an accountant, even though I hate it. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, <laughs> I hate it more than anything in the world, but I'm yeah. so glad. That was the right decision. <laughs> yeah, that was right. Exactly. Because I'm so happy, you know. Yeah. Just don't uh, let, just don't let a different group of people enjoy themselves, you know. Yeah. You should enjoy yourself too. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, Dave, David, Davey. <laughs> You can call me anyway. <laughs> um, thank you so much for uh, being on Pop Punk and Pizza. Thank you, and thanks for having yeah. me. Yeah, no problem. Have have a good uh, rest of your day. You too. Okay, give another uh, round of applause to David McWayne of Big D and the Kids Table. That was so much fun talking to uh, him earlier today. And also talking with Matt Sullivan earlier from Title Holder here on this episode of Pop Punk and Pizza. And that uh, the, completes the episode. I'm Jacques Lamore. I hope you had such a blast or had as much fun as I did on uh, this episode. Please catch up on previous episodes at Pop Punk Pizza pod.com you can also uh, find us pretty much wherever it is that you listen to podcasts uh, drop us a positive rating and review on Apple Podcasts if you could it really actually does help and uh, go a long way you can also buy our fancy uh, fifth year anniversary t-shirt uh, with the Chinese lucky cat on it eating the pizza you can also find that at poppunkpizzapod.com and if you use promo code pop punk at checkout you actually get two dollars off your order so that uh 
that can, you know, it's a, it's a little bit of help, right? And then also social medias, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Pop Punk Pizza Pod. Show our uh, title sponsor, Pop Punk Takeout, some love. You can now pre order the October box, which is going to feature what makes sense and also the uh, pizza beard party. Who doesn't love pizza and beards? Just make sure you don't put the beard in the pizza, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I will talk to you uh, ne- next month, technically. It's hard to believe uh, it's going to be October already, but I am so ready for Halloween. My son, he's going to be Darth Vader, and I'm going to be a stormtrooper. So it's going to be a really short Darth Vader and then like a really tall stormtrooper. It's going to be awesome. That reminds me, I need to go order that. So I better go <laughs> I better go order that costume right now before I forget. Have a great rest of the night, great rest of the day, whatever uh, time of day it is that you're listening to this. And just know that I'm very thankful for you. And remember that you do matter. You are loved. And whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish, I thoroughly thoroughly believe in you all right i'll talk to you next wednesday 7 p.m central time on our live stream on facebook uh, youtube and twitch or i'll just talk to you on any uh, podcast platform hey hello it's nice to meet you hey come in and have a slice of pizza hey hello it's nice to meet you hey come in and have a slice of pizza